Welcome to the Canva guided meditation for stress at work. Impending deadline? Generate Canva presentations in seconds. So fast. Brainstorm got too big? Summarize with AI in a click. Writer's block? Release with Canva Magic Write. Magical. Stress less and save time at canva.com. Designed for work. Ready for an amazing deal? BreezeLine's fiber-powered internet, starting at $19.99 per month, offers the reliability you deserve and security you can trust. Whether you're streaming, gaming, or working from home, we've got all your needs covered with speeds up to 1 gig and our two-year price lock guarantee. This deal gets even better with two free months of internet, free equipment, and free Wi-Fi your way to protect against cyber threats. Act now. Terms and conditions apply. Offer expires July 8, 2024. Learn more at BreezeLine.com. My name is David I'm a copywriter, digital marketer, and coach for men. And I'm also a level six member of a very, very special club called the Global Information Network. Nothing like it exists that I know of. And I just came back from our wonderful global family reunion event we just held in Punta Cana, Dominican Republic. We do two of these events a year where we get the membership together and members support other members. There's a lot of training involved, and there's a lot of camaraderie, partying. It's a great time. The training that I've gotten in this club is unlike anything else. It's allowed me to turn my life around more than once. It's allowed me to weather the storms that life has and allowed me to grow, to take full responsibility. When we learn a concept, when we learn a success principle, we have a saying. Five minutes to learn, a lifetime to master. Welcome back to Fraudsters. I'm Cena Gazdavi at CNNL on all social media. Justin Williams is here as well. You can find him on Facebook or JustinWilliamsComedy.com. Justin, how are you? I'm doing really well. I am also a coach for men. <laughs> You've been coaching me. You've been my moral coach for years since I've known you, and I appreciate all you've done to help me take responsibility for myself. Yeah. That, that's what's important. I, I am a leader of men. That's what I'd say is my job yeah. description. Well, also, who else is a leader of men is Kevin Trudeau. He also is a person that doesn't take responsibility for himself. So maybe he should try his own program <laughs> at some point. But if you missed the first two parts of this mini series, let me give you a quick rundown of where we're at. Kevin Trudeau, the king of infomercials. He's done thousands of these things. Problem is, He's made some false statements in them, starting all the way back in the uh, 90s where he got dinged by the FTC because he said that a guy named Bob Barefoot's discovery of calcium from the ocean, not just regular calcium, coral calcium from coral reefs, that this coral calcium could cure any degenerative disease like cancer or lupus. He was fined and he was ordered to stop saying lies on television, but you can't keep Kevin down. You can't shut Kevin up. He, of course, does this again with his weight loss book. And his weight loss diet involved 
taking a colonic every other day and avoiding any foods made by a corporation. And then he went on television on his infomercial and said that this was the easiest way to lose weight, period. Of course, that landed him in trouble again, this time getting levied with an even bigger fine. He got put in contempt of court because he refused to pay the fine and kept living a very lavish lifestyle. And now he is in prison at a minimum security prison camp, finishing up a 10-year sentence. But you know, Justin, the area we didn't really cover is how many people really love this guy. I mean, it's hard to imagine because to us, he's just some like basic bitch salesman, you know, but people are willing to pay this man thousands upon thousands of dollars. And there's no better place to understand this phenomenon than Kevin Trudeau's Global Information Network. It's his multi-level marketing company that he founded with his wife, Natalia Babenko. It's actually his second wife. I'll do a quick aside about his wife. He got married to his first wife, and before he went on his honeymoon, he got into an argument with her, broke up with her, got together with Natalia, went on his initial first marriage honeymoon with his now mistress, which turned into his current wife, Natalia. So, you know, just a little food for thought there. That's what we're dealing with. Well, let me tell you something. There's no better way to get over your wife than to get under your next wife immediately. (laughs) You know, they started this thing, Justin, in 2009, because which is, you know, amazing because the global financial crisis is happening. And then all of a sudden, Kevin Trudeau creates this organization to help you get, quote, successful. And what better time to take advantage of the vulnerability of people than a global economic catastrophe? But what is gin? Hi, this is Kevin Trudeau in the studio. I'm very excited to be doing this audio series, teaching you the simple steps to help you get your affiliate business started and putting money in your pocket right away. First, I'd like to welcome you to the Global Information Network Affiliate Program and congratulate you on taking the first step to making your dreams and goals become a reality. This affiliate program in the Global Information Network is one of the greatest money-making opportunities of all time. Listen to these audios. Do the recommended steps. If you follow the instructions, and these instructions are going to be very simple and very specific, If you follow these instructions, you can start making money right away. Your first check could be hundreds or even thousands of dollars. 90 days from now, you virtually could be making more money than you ever imagined possible. And in a short period of time, you could establish a monthly passive residual income of $3,000, $5,000, $10,000, $20,000 a month or more. And that means that money comes in month after month. Wait, 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 wait. Do you remember remember in episode one, Justin, when I did my quote impression of Kevin Trudeau? I did this bit. I did. I I had not listened to this audio, but I did this actual bit. 1,000, 3,000, 4,000. And I just was, I was just making shit up. Wait, hold on. We have to, this is part one. We're going to have to, we have to play this audio so that people know that you got to remember, I am that 
terrible of a human being that I could tap into the essence of Kevin Trudeau. <laughs> what if I told you that you could make 1000 2000 5000 even 10000 a month without even lifting a finger? All you have to do is be the person you are today. <laughs> Uh, let's go back. Let's go back to this some more. Uh, so he's already priming you. This is from the introductory audio series that he you sign up for when you join Jen. Year after year, even if you don't do any work, this affiliate program with the Global Information Network is truly one of the best ways for you to achieve financial freedom and independence. And on this series. I want to share with you a proven, a time-tested, proven method to allow you to make your dreams come true. This is an eight-step proven pattern for success. It's been utilized by some of the most successful people in this industry all over the world. And quite frankly, the system, the method that I'm going to be sharing with you the steps that you need to employ to get your business started and start making money. These are the only proven methods to work. That's the Global Information Network. That's Jen. That is Kevin Trudeau doing his audios for the audience that are paying $1,800 a year in membership dues to get these CDs or $1,000 initiation to get some of these CDs. And this is, he, he laid it out. It's a multi-level marketing company. It's a network marketing company. You get people to sign up for these trainings. And from there, the more people you sign up, the more commissions you get. It makes a lot of sense. If every one of our listeners were to just sign up for this, they would get commissions back. But the problem is that it's all full of shit. <laughs> Slight problem. It's a it's a slight problem because as we'll find out a little bit later in the episode, less than two percent of the people actually made any money. In fact, only three or four people made over a hundred thousand dollars a year from this network marketing company. Most of the people made less than a hundred dollars or two hundred dollars a year in commissions. This shit is full of it, guys. And so we've got a couple people that we talked to about this, but there's so much here to dig into. In one of the trainings, and we've gotten some of the uh, training materials actually sent to us from a couple of our guests and sources here, and a couple of the highlights that I'll tell you are the things that Kevin said that you can get from this training. He says, you will experience inner peace that cannot be described. I think you just described inner peace as inner peace. I think that's how you describe peace. You will finally have true, quote, meaning in your life. You will feel, quote, in alignment and have total capitalized certainty. Secrets and, quote, truth will be revealed. Power within you will be unleashed. Your awareness will open, thus allowing you to see and understand things that you've never imagined before. You will have mental and emotional clarity. You will be totally and completely liberated from fear. You will feel like you could conjure up and manifest any desire you have. That's exactly the super sane point you just made there. 
And I think there's even a level that you can get to because remember, you have to pay to advance in these levels. There's even a level where you get to where you get a Ferrari. <laughs> Isn't that something to look forward to? I mean, he says all of these things. This, this training will release you from your much deep-seated and buried insecurities, pain, and negative feelings of unworthiness or not being good enough. I mean, this guy, the the audacity that this guy has. But we neither of us have joined this thing. We've never we don't know anyone who did, so we had to find someone who had actually had some experience with it because as many people that loved Kevin Trudeau, we had to figure there's got to be a few people that realized he was a fraud. And we found one. Her name's Linnea Ward. And she did not fall in love with Jen, although she was in a tough spot before she joined Jen. And we were able to talk to her to hear about her experience, uh, what it was like to join, what happened while she was a, a member, and why she left. Linnea, before you join the Global Information Network, or GIN, as we'll call it here, what was your life like before GIN? What kind of person were you? What were you doing with yourself? Well, I was going through a uh, separation with my ex, and we were going through a huge custody battle at that point. We've since resolved that, and we're all good and kosher. Um, so yeah, it was kind of an- Is that because of GIN? Did you solve it because no, of Jen? No, it was not because of Jen, but I could blame Jen. I could <laughs> definitely blame Jen. That's, you know, I, I could do that if I wanted to. But uh, yeah, I was going through kind of a tough time. I was really into self-help and I wanted to better myself and, you know, learn how to just be a better person and more productive and, you know, just have better vibrations in the world. Because I was really into that. I was really into like energy healing. And that kind of stuff. Like, I just want to say, like, I'm just feeling the vibe here is really great. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, good. For sure. I was a little nervous. Yeah. I was so nervous. I was really into that kind of shit. Can I swear? Is that okay? Yeah, you say whatever you want to hear. The vibe okay. is yeah, please. free. Cool. Great. Um, <laughs> so I was really into self-help. I mean, in hindsight, I probably should have just, you know, been in therapy. But, oh, <laughs> I, yeah, I was just always seeking to better myself and, you know, finding all these self-help things and I was reading self-help books and I just, uh, I started going to, um, a motivational speaking, um, uh, you know, things. And that's actually where, yeah, I was introduced to the world of gin. So you're in this separation, uh, going through a custody battle with your ex. This is, it gotta be a difficult time. You're feeling like, you need to make a change for yourself yes. so that you can start this new chapter in your life. Exactly. Yeah. How did you get introduced to Jin? Like, did you stumble upon it online? Did someone recruit you or how did that happen? Well, someone recruited me. So I went to one of these self-help seminars. What was the self-help seminar? Do you remember what it was called? I can't quite remember what it was, but I just remember feeling just really invigorated and inspired <laughs> Nice. To, you know, change my life and, you know, surround myself with people that, you know, supported me and mm. just be so good that all of your flaws disappear. I think that that's what I took away from that particular seminar. It wasn't somebody that was involved in gin that was doing the seminar, but I believe that, yeah, I had written down in my notebook at that time that, you know, if you just focus on what you're good at and you get so damn good at that any of your flaws they'll just they won't matter anymore 
And so someone saw you, some a gin member saw you at this uh, seminar. And what was their approach like? Can you, can you take us back to how they approached you? Yeah. I'm trying to, yeah, I'm trying to remember because I was with somebody that they actually wanted to recruit. So this girl, I was, I, I ended up going to this motivational uh, speaker thing. She was pretty, like, she had a big network of people. She was their ideal person. That's who they wanted to target. But she wasn't really interested. And then I was just standing there. So I was actually the one I was like, oh, well, what is this? So he handed me a CD and he said, I need this back, but you need to listen to it. Listen to these audios and immediately start taking action. You could be making more money in just 90 days every month than you ever thought possible. <laughs> so uh, you get recruits. So you listen to the CD. You're home. You, you listen to the CD. It's amazing. Yeah. How you reach back out to this person that recruited you. And they're probably just like, what was their response when you said, I want in? Uh, it wasn't as, I was really enthusiastic about it. I'm like, yeah, like, let, yeah, take my money. Let's, let's do this. And I said, whoa, whoa. How much is it to join? It was like $1,000. Was that a lot of money for you at that time? Not at that time. I was like, you know, I was in a position where I was like, I was, you know, doing marketing and I was getting paid way too much to be doing the job that I was doing. So it just, I happened to like, it was like, yeah, let's. I could afford it at that time. So I was like, this is a sign, obviously, because, you know, there are no coincidences. Yeah, a thousand bucks, not so much of a big deal there. Not that much money. Take my money. What's the first step to get you into gin? What is their kind of onboarding or initiation process? (laughs) Their onboarding notes. Absolutely. So there was some meeting. It was at this office. I assume they probably rented out in the industrial area in Calgary. They had their regular kind of meeting and, uh, you know, I sat into it and I listened to some conference call, I believe. And then, you know, I was just like, yeah, like I'm in, sign me up. I don't think I was even really listening to be honest, because I just wanted the fucking information. I'm like, this is going to change my fucking life. So (laughs) I was very eager. They were not as eager. I don't know if it was a uh, technique to make me want it more because it's in a very exclusive program for only people that, you know, can handle it. And they sent you this like kind of onboarding kit of stuff, right? Is that what you just sent us? You sent us some primary sourced materials here, which is so cool. There's, it looks like there's a book of some kind called Your Wish is Your Command, How to Manifest Your Desires. Yes, absolutely. So this is the Bible. So I'm going to hold it up. I will explain a little. It looks like a Bible, essentially. So this is a this is full of uh, CDs. Oh, look, there's something. Oh, so it's not a book. It's a oh, it's a it's a, it's a CD. Thing. So it's just CDs it's in there. CDs in there, and there are 14 CDs. And this is how you. Oh my god! Oh yeah, it's it's quite the thing. Um, so I was told that uh, the first four CDs are, they're kind of, you know, that goes over the basic stuff, but everything after that, it's going to blow your fucking mind. And a mind blowing can never be unblown. So <laughs> yeah, it's, it's some, <laughs> some pretty, pretty great stuff. So were you listening to this just, you know, in the car? Were you sitting down taking notes? What was that listening oh, experience it was, like? It was great. Yeah, I think I was, um, I think I was at home at the time. I was uh, procrastinating the work that I was supposed to be doing because I was working from home at the time. So I had the opportunity and time 
So I wanted to get through it as quickly as possible. And yeah, I started listening to it. And yeah, it was it was it was speaking to me. I was like, yep, this makes sense. <laughs> yeah. I want to read a couple of things. There's a there's a, a a hello, a congratulations letter that you that you sent us that's also in this Bible. There's like a workbook and stuff. And I just want to read a couple of things from it that I think are hilarious. Uh, Dear Jin Affiliate, which is great keyword there for us on this show is affiliate. Congratulations on your decision to become an affiliate, capital A, in the Global Information Mm -hmm. Network, one of the greatest money-making opportunities of all time. We welcome you to the exciting world of affiliate slash multi-level marketing, exclamation point. Yay! This business can give you virtually any dream, large or small, that you are willing to put forth the effort to achieve. Now, when you read that sentence, now you look at it, you're like, that's that's complete bullshit. <laughs> yeah. But like when you read that sentence uh, back then, what did you feel? I felt I was like, you know what? Yeah, let's do this. Let's go. Why not? I was like, OK, this is like they're, they're, they're presenting it. They're not hiding that it's a multi-level marketing company. And that was one of the things, too, because like they were very upfront that this was a multi-level marketing company and it wasn't hidden. So I was like, oh, well. <laughs> I mean, obviously, they've just learned from all the other multi-level marketing companies' failures, and this is how you get shit done. Now, I was gonna ask, what was your dream? Like when you heard that, and you said you're any dream, big or small. What, what's your, what was like your dream? You know, I can't even remember. I just wanted to be happy. I think, like essentially, I was just depressed as fuck. So basically, anything. This was a shining light. I was like, you know what? All of this information here, it could, you know. It's a way, it's a pattern to success. Yeah. Well, I'm sorry you were even feeling that way at that time, but uh, it's good for our show. So thank you for going through this experience. (laughs) No problem. (laughs) Another little snippet from here. Uh, An important point to remember as you are growing in your knowledge of this business is that the most successful people usually display the following characteristics. Now, Justin, you tell me if you have these characteristics. Linnea as well. One, they are coachable. Yes. They have a burning desire. They are sick and tired of being sick and tired. They duplicate, not innovate. And they are consistent and persistent in their efforts. It is just, it's like if you're sad, if you're a person that's going through a tough time, this was built to take advantage of your feelings. 100%. Um, the whole, uh, what was the one thing? Coachable, being coachable. Have you listened to Your Wish Is Your Command? Have you had the opportunity to listen to this? No, I have not. Uh, oh, okay. If you get a chance, I, <laughs> I, I 100% on CD1. recommend it. Yeah, CD1. <laughs> I, cause I, had, I had listened to it for a very long time because obviously I wanted to get through the first four CDs as fast as possible because after that, your mind's going to be blown. So I kind of rushed through it. But one of the most interesting things that Kevin says is about being coachable. How to be coachable. It was like, uh, you need to, like, what are you willing to give up? And he has this whole, I have it written down specifically. Hold on. <clears throat> so he says, like, you are going to become luckier just by listening to this program. And he is going to reprogram oh. you. <laughs> Oh God! You become luckier just by listening to this CD, these this this program, and your vibrations are going to change because of it. So one of the things I have the exact quote. 
the question is, what are you willing to give up to learn? What's your favorite thing to do? Is it going to the movies? Is it bowling? Is it eating at nice restaurants? Is it a uh, poker night? Is it watching TV? What is your favorite thing to do? Is it playing with your kids? What is your favorite thing to do? Are you willing to give that up for a week or a month? He just slips in playing with your kids. You're gonna have to give that up just casually. <laughs> are you willing to yeah, dramatically reduce that for some time for your willingness to learn? What are you willing to give up? So immediately off the top, this is conditioning 101. This is brainwashing. Right. And they're they're conditioning too. And what are the rewards? I read somewhere that they were they were saying that you could get a Ferrari at one oh, yeah. point. Like totally. what did they yeah. what did they entice you with? What did they say to you? Well, how the reason actually why I was really this is really attractive to me was when you are a new affiliate, um, but I was more of like an affiliate. Uh, but you're supposed to get a free cruise. <laughs> and yeah. Oh. I, I didn't get that because, you know, the whole program fell apart. So I was, I feel victimized in that aspect. I wanted a fucking cruise. I wanted a vacation with like-minded individuals. Of course. So. And talk to me about with an affiliate marketing group or a multi-level marketing scam, they put you in a group basically, right? And you've got to like network with that group or they want you to leverage your friends and family. Talk to me about that recruiting process and what was involved in that for you and what that experience was like. Yeah, absolutely. So you were encouraged to write down a list, I believe, uh, of your low-hanging fruit. So like the people closest to you. I was kind of a bit skeptical. I was like, even like my mom, uh, she didn't even know I was part of this at all. She would be my low-hanging fruit because I was like, I don't think anybody I know would really actually probably buy into this. But yeah, you're supposed to get your low-hanging fruit. You're supposed to write down all of your uh, contacts and then call them up and say, hey, I got something for you. This is going to change your life. And yeah, they tried to help me. I was clearly not uh, succeeding in this. So I think they actually made some of the phone calls for me and some uh, CDs were handed out. I think only one person ended up actually uh, meeting up and having a meeting. How many calls do you think you made before you got one person to get on the phone? Uh, probably like 15 or so. At some point, I think I was calling my work phone at one point because they had they had uh, a kind of a special, you know, recruiting meeting and we all, you know, had dinner together and we're hanging out. And that was the objective was to get me to get some recruits. And I didn't want to clearly. <laughs> <laughs> and it's uncomfortable, right? What happened when you weren't meeting your goals? What did they do to you? Uh, they would just, I would just get a lot of uh, messages in the group, like, you know, from a variety of people like, hey, how's it going? Like, have you, you know, made any phone calls? What's the progress? Like, let's meet up, let's have some coffee. Let's, let's make those phone calls together. Wow. Gross. And then I would just kind of blow it off, blow it off, but. Oh yeah, they wanted to, you know, get get me started and get me making money. And when you joined, it was around 2013. So mm -hmm. Kevin Trudeau was kind of in the throes of his legal proceedings and stuff. What yes. was the vibe about Kevin Trudeau? And talk to me about <laughs> how he was involved. Like what was what was he what was he like? Well, I, I never got to personally meet him. I think at that point there was uh have you heard of the McGarahans? So that was kind of what it shifted to after. So if you get an opportunity to look into 
So Chris McGarahan was like kind of the second in line to kind of take over the whole ordeal and his son, Chris McGarahan Jr. They were kind of in charge of it at that point. They were the new kind of deities. But uh, as far as the vibe was, was concerned, uh, the Lord and Savior, uh, Kevin Trudeau, he was going to jail, but he was being wrongfully accused of this. And he was going to do amazing things in jail. And this was just an opportunity for him to, you know, bring us more knowledge and save us all, essentially, is what the vibe was, that he, w- he was innocent. Yeah. yeah, they framed it as this is now an opportunity. Yeah. He's not this. He's being persecuted by the government. Yes, this is now this is now gin versus the world. One hundred percent. Yeah, one hundred percent. And it sounds very similar <laughs> to that mentality as what's going on in the world today. And, you know, politics like, you know, obviously this person is they have the, the truth. And. Yeah, the big pharma, the government, they. They're pissed. And did you believe all no, this? No. Did you buy? No. No. What no. What did you believe and what didn't you believe? And how, uh, how did that, where did you draw that line? So what I did believe was that, I did believe that, you know, if you set your mind to something and this kind of pattern of success, the eight pattern of success, like I did believe that, you know, if you apply yourself and, you know, you do that, you find information and, you know, you define goals and you get a burning desire, uh, you can achieve things that you can, you know, find success in life. Did I want to sell like the program? No, but I wanted to use all of these tools to, you know, apply to other aspects of my life, creatively and Got it. professionally. That was kind of, that's what I wanted. It just seemed like it seemed really attractive because it was kind of this like package of this self-help package of, you know, how to, how to find success in anything you want or any dream you want. How are you supposed to actually make money from this? By selling the program, by getting my friends and family <laughs> to uh, to pay a thousand dollars and join the the movement. And how much of that thousand would you get? I'm actually I'm not sure about. I actually didn't really look into it at all because I wasn't really like to be honest. I wasn't really interested in that aspect of it. I just wanted self help. Yeah, exactly. So, but but other people, did you meet other people that were successful and that were making money in gin? Oh, 100%. Yeah, there were, yeah, there were people in the group that, yeah, they were recruiting like crazy. They were, they were always onboarding people and finding great success. And gin is kind of framed as this kind of network for elites or access to some sort of elite information of some kind. I know you went about it in the self-help approach, but the 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 marketing for uh, for it is kind of like join this group so it seems like there was some weird value add there that they weren't talking about explicitly in their marketing materials but kind of alluding to there did anyone talk about that knowing that there's some sort of uh, secret uh council that everyone knows about oh Hmm. yeah there's yeah i i heard rumors that yeah there were there were 33 level or 33 degree freemasons and Illuminati, members of the Illuminati that were part of this, that they were willing to share their information to us. Because of Kevin. <laughs> oh, yeah. 100, because of Kevin. He was the, yeah, he was able to. He was, he was a, the conduit, the prophet. Mm-hmm, the prophet, yes. And in hindsight, looking back, how they spoke about him and even how he presents himself is very prophet-like and very like, oh, 100%. 
because I, I uh, had my mom over <laughs> and she didn't know anything about this. So I just casually popped in the first CD of the uh, how to start get started fast affiliate program. I just popped in the first CD. I just wanted to see what would happen and what she would say. <laughs> I just put it on casually. She's like, what, is this like a pat? Like, he sounds like a preacher. Like, the sounds, mm. wh what? <laughs> but what is going on? Yes, very, very profit life. I like the I like the process of that, right? There, you know, the the secret cabal of people that pull the the strings of the global economy are sitting around a table, yes. and they're like, mm -hmm. "Oh yes, uh, banking, and yes, all those things." Oh, but wait, you know Kevin Trudeau from the infomercials? Come on in. <laughs> yeah. One <laughs> hundred. I didn't know who Kevin Trudeau actually really was until I actually listened to the the episode, the first part of the. Kevin Trudeau fraudsters uh, podcast. I was like, I did not know he he had been doing this for so long, and it makes sense now because they would talk, you know, about him, and there was a big deal because apparently there was going to be some sort of infomercial for the Global Information Network, and they were planning like viewing parties, and they were looking forward to like the phones ringing off the hook, like we're going to get so many new recruits. Because, yeah, there's going to be an infomercial. And I didn't understand why that was such a big deal until now. I was like, oh, he has a fan following. He's He's been doing this for a while. That's Damn. amazing. This guy, yeah. I just can't get enough. He just keeps surprising me with how... How gross he could be. And and you said you 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 played the CD for your mom. Were you presumably yeah. recruiting her as well? And wh what was the vibe of your, your family and friends I, when you tried to recruit them? Well, I, I I played this CD for her like this past week. So like I never tried to recruit my mom. I knew it was bullshit. I was like, I don't think anyone would actually buy into this. So I did not believe in the program. Got it. Why I signed up and did it, I'm still like, what was I thinking? I'm not sure. I think I was just in a really dark place. Mm. I probably could have should have just gone to therapy. And that would have been a better, more productive way to, you know, get self-help instead of, you know, trying to facilitate it myself by, you know, finding out all this information, secret information from the Freemasons and the Illuminati and but what, oh that's boy. like hindsight being 2020, right? You're going through yeah. a, a, a terrible breakup with a, a custody battle yeah. for your kid. I mean, I can't imagine what I would be like in that situation. Yeah. So, of course, you're looking for an answer. And I think that's what they're they're preying on here. When was the moment where you're like, I'm done with this. I'm leaving. Did you just kind of, was it slow? It was a little bit because they were dealing with all this stuff. Like, I think I ended up getting like a lot of the material I have, I did not pay for. I think you were supposed to pay for it. But because of the time that I went in and they were reformatting the program and obviously they couldn't really use Trudeau as their, you know, spokesperson anymore. So I was able to kind of, I wasn't asked for any more money. Once they started asking me for more money, that's when I was like, no, like I'm not, no, this is ridiculous. This is, this is going to be nonstop. Like I'm always just going to have to pay to get to the next level. So there's levels of self-help oh, in the program yeah. and you were supposed to pay for yes. each level. Yeah, exactly. Oh, and that's obviously God. not, you know, presented to you up front. And I think I was sort of aware of it. But like I said, I was getting a bunch of free shit because of the time that I joined. So that wasn't I wasn't aware of that until, yeah, later on. And that's when I just kind of just stopped. I think I like. I had like uh, banking information. You're supposed to pay like a monthly fee. And I think I just like went in. I just like 
change the card numbers. And then I just, and they're like, hey, you, you need to update your, your card. I was like, oh, yeah, I'll get around to that. I just, no, I just, I just, I ghosted them. Fight fraudsters I, I, with fraudsters. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I ghosted them. <laughs> you ghosted I them. I ghosted them. I was like, no. So I just like, I think they finally got the hit because I mean, at the end of the day, I didn't make them any money. I mean, I'm sure I made somebody money with my thousand dollars that I invested in myself. That's what I sold it to myself as. <laughs> Um, I think I got a, you know, quite a good deal for what I, you know, compared to other people. Now think about it just for a moment. How would your life be different if you were making a check coming in every single month from the Global Information Network made out to you for $2,000 a month and you didn't have to work for it, but every month like clockwork, that check just keeps coming in month after 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 month. It just seems from Linnea that it's just like any other multi-level marketing. So what's so special about this one? Well, remember when Trudeau owed the court all that money from his fine, Judge Gettleman was trying to get a sense of how Kevin Trudeau was spending his money. Well, when that happens, when you owe money to the court or a fine and you're not paying up, the court can basically put you in receivership. And you may have heard about this when like a big company goes bankrupt or something similar is kind of when, let's say, the uh, credit card company repos your couch to pay off a credit card bill. Basically, putting you in receivership means the court is putting a lawyer or a law firm in charge of your finances, and they get to do anything they want just to make sure that you pay that debt. So in this case, Judge Gettleman appointed uh, Rob Evans and Associates LLC as the receiver, and they went through and actually broke down everything that was being spent through Kevin Trudeau and Kevin Trudeau's entities. And that, of course, included the Global Information Network. So I want to go through some of these things because there are also some tidbits in here that are phenomenal that you're going to see. So in this receiver's report, it breaks down a bunch of questions. Can the Global Information Network multi-level marketing program operate profitability? The receiver in this case in 2013 said, we actually don't know. Are there any assets hidden offshore? The receiver in this case said, yeah, pretty sure they have assets offshore. In fact, one of the things that they did was take the corporate offices from Gin USA, the Global Information Work USA, and moved it and made it into the Gin Foundation in the United Kingdom. Why would someone want to move your entire operations offshore? Maybe possibly to avoid the government seizing those assets? No, not going to happen this time. Government, and in this case the receiver here, was able to grab all of those assets. And what does the receiver do when they get in there? They take control of the business and they start looking around. Where is their money being spent that there shouldn't be being spent? And the first thing they look at is employment contracts, okay? So here's the first one. That was the best. <laughs> oh, what do you know? Trudeau's wife, Natalia Babenko, was making $200,000 a year, but did not appear to do anything formally with the company. <laughs> management at Chin said that she was rarely on the premises and that the only thing they knew was that Miss Babenko was a graduate student at NYU. Oh, I wonder where she got the money for that. 
<laughs> okay, the next big asset that the receiver took control of was actually a 15,000-square-foot residence in Oak Brook, Illinois, that was rented by KT Radio Network, Inc. So remember, we talked about in our previous episodes that KT, he really wasn't just a television infomercial. He had his own radio broadcast channel that was just pumping out infomercials on the radio. But on August 21st, 2013, the receiver exercised the option to say that this property was a business premises, right? And so they sent the landlord a letter and said, hey, we're the receiver. We're taking over this property. And then the receiver said, by the way, we're not paying you rent anymore. Even the rent was (laughs) (laughs) $13,000. And so along the same line, the receiver also has to figure out, because if you run a business, you pay yourself, right? That's a normal thing to do in a business. And since the receiver's in charge of all the money, Trudeau and his wife had to ask, hey, you guys, can you guys give us money? What We need an allowance, basically, to pay. And so the original request from Trudeau and his wife was $59,354 a month. That's how much they needed to survive. Listen, it's hard times out there. If I can't survive off about sixty grand a month, then I like that because that's like that's like uh, it's so funny how big this scam is because that's like what Dr. Dre's wife will get in like a divorce settlement. <laughs> <laughs> well, let me look up what the poverty line is uh, is in the United States. I think it's like thirty five, thirty thousand a year or something like that. Yeah, 26200 for four-person household. So I'm glad Kevin Trudeau uh, is asking for double. <laughs> what? Sweet Christ. What a monster. Is there no shame? There's no shame in this man? Nothing? The receiver, though, when he got this letter, approved a monthly expense allowance of, drummer, please, $4,676. <laughs> Missed it by that much. <laughs> okay, so let's get to some of the, like, the meat of how much money was bringing in, where all this was. And I remember they basically pulled all of Trudeau's entities. He had a couple companies here, a couple companies there. He had Gin Foundation, Gin USA. All of these were kind of being folded together. And one line item is called accounts receivable. That's the money that's coming in, the money that you're owed. Accounts payable is the money that's going out, Right. The accounts receivable for all of his entities was $4.1 million. So that's, that's how much money should be coming in around that time. And where was that money coming from? Well, it was this thing called the IPT. And I was like, what is the IPT? It's so weird. IPT, IPT. And then I looked at the document a little bit more, and it turns out that the IPT was a pet project of Kevin Trudeau's. And I actually found out what it was. Get ready for the ultimate break. Uh, Let's get ready to rock It's the International Pool Tour. It's good to be king. (laughs) The International Pool Tour returns with the pressure, excitement, and anticipation building because we've moved to round four. 
Only six have made it to round four, and only six still have a chance to capture the biggest prize money the sport's ever known. Hi, I'm Matt Vaskersian here with the current IPT King, 10-time world champ Mike the Mouth Siegel, and IPT founder Kevin Trudeau. And guys, this is eight ball at its most intense and competitive right now. Yeah, you know, Matt, this is incredible pool we're going to see today. The stakes are so high. The pressure is so high. You can see it on the players' faces. They've never had to deal with anything like this in, in their life. Now, Mike, what do you think it'll take for these players to win? Only one is going to come out on top to face you. I think it's going to come down to nerve and heart. That's what makes a real champion. Well, the stage is set. Six great players are left, and they'll play in what promises to be the most memorable high-pressure round in pool history. Let's take a look at some of the International Pool Tour players that we'll be watching. The International Pool Tour. The only and biggest pool tournament ever that's ever been created because no one's done it. Check it out on ESPN 95. <laughs> that's, that's how deep yeah. that's going to be buried on cable. <laughs> so it turns out, dude, Kevin Trudeau is a huge pool fan. It makes a lot of sense. He likes fancy cigars and, wear, and likes to wear fedoras. So it kind of fits his personality. Now, there are a ton of clips of like these, like basically guys that you would you probably drink in a Brooklyn bar with in the back playing pool. It wasn't even like the people I've seen on ESPN2 playing pool. But the International Pool Tour was giving out millions of dollars in prizes and bringing people around the world. And he got a loan from a VC company to make uh, a lot of this happen. He spent a lot of his own money. It looks like about $6 million of his own money to make the International Pool Tour happen. If you YouTube the International Pool Tour, you will find Mario Lopez at one of the events commenting on it about how him and his father used to grow up playing pool and those were the best moments of his life. Fuck you, Mario Lopez. And so <laughs> I love every bit of this. You know, the Mar Mario Lopez was also on that Mike Tyson, Roy Jones Jr. pay-per-view. Uh, yes, I, it's like, it was it, terrible. It's like if you have an insane pay-per-view that makes no sense, uh, like Mario Lopez is like, I'll, I will do that. For no reason at all. I would have loved Carrot Top more than Mario Lopez to host that event. It made it so much worse. <laughs> so sad. <laughs> so here's what's amazing about it. The IPT, the International Pool Tour, was real. There, there wasn't a fraud. The only fraud part was there was no future. It lasted a few years and then it went belly up because the money ran out. No one, it didn't catch on. He thought he was going to get big network deals. It never caught on. Basically because you got a bunch of like cigarette smoking 40 plus something dudes that are smoke, that are playing pool. And yes, women were playing as well. But come on, pool is not the most entertaining thing. It's not lending itself to multi-million dollar network things. But I looked into this and people actually love that this existed. It did a lot for the game of pool to bring it in front of audiences and to give the players a sense that there was something more to this game. And that just goes to show you a fraudster like Kevin Trudeau can actually carve out a little bit of good, albeit with the money that he had scammed off other people. So while the pool players must have loved everything about the IPT... I don't know how they would feel if they knew where the money that was funding all their prizes was coming from. I think Kevin Trudeau did a great job for allowing guys that have no knees left and uh, a significant girth to be pro athletes on television. 
for at least one day <laughs> in their lives. All right, but let's get into the weeds here on some of the numbers because so again, the Global Information Network still exists. The receivers report here goes from 2009 to 2013. So what we have here is basically how much revenue they got in that kind of uh, five-year period. If you look at the numbers and they list all of his accounts here, the amount of money that Jin received in just membership revenue alone over that period of time was over $92 million. <laughs> $92 million of just revenue coming in. People giving money, buying these things. And so you figure if you're making that much money, of course, all of these people should be making commissions. They should be making a lot of money and, and spreading it around to all of these people. Turns out just three or four members earn commissions of more than $100,000 per year. And on average, most members received commissions which were less than their initial fee for enrollment and their monthly dues of $150. So let's look at some numbers here. In 2009, there were 1,500-ish active members. <laughs> the commissions were $145,000. But the average commission that was paid across all of those, $95. Cut to 2013 when you have now th almost 36,000 active members. The total commissions were around $2 million, but the average commission was $60. So I wonder who, where all of these commissions were going. I, I, I almost wish the receiver itemized who these top commission receivers were. Well, they did. Turns out Natalia Babenko, Kevin Trudeau were two of the four top receivers of commissions. Now, they say they never actually paid out those commissions. They kept it in the company, but there's no evidence from the receiver to actually support that. There was another guy named Mr. Hamilton. That's all I know about him. That made about $10 million. And there's Boschnagel made about $700,000. So you're looking around. Over the course of uh, that time period, about $14 million in commissions, roughly 80% of that going to Trudeau and his wife. <laughs> so <laughs> that's it, people. That's how you make millions of dollars. And here's the thing. The number of people that made no commission, okay, in 2009... 89% of the members made zero commission. In 2013, 97% of the nearly 35,000 members made zero commission. 99% in 2013 made less than $1,800, which was their yearly VIG. I'm telling you, it's just a scam. It's such a fucking fraud. No matter what they do, and Linnea went in there she had this great sense that she was going to potentially fix her life. And presumably, maybe she was thinking about the money, but I think she really went in there to kind of like reboot her life, it seemed. But don't worry. You got to keep paying so that, you know. It's the old give me $100 and I'll give you four back trick. <laughs> exactly. Well, it's funny you say that. 
because they had this thing. And one of the ways they were able to make a ton of money was creating an exclusive inner circle club. It's almost like Jim Baker, when he said uh, selling the timeshares to people, said they were going to cap them at a certain amount and everything. Well, well, Trudeau created this thing called the inner circle program. And what it was, was 100 members only. The initiation fee was $50,000 in 2010. And then in 2011, it was $75,000. And what happens was, if you join the Inner Circle Club, and this, Justin, this goes to exactly to your point, which I'm so happy you brought up. If you join, you will begin to receive 1% of 2% of gross monthly revenue, dues, initiations, and upgrades, starting in February of 2012. Now, did anyone understand what I just said? No. Zero people. No, absolutely not. Most confusing sentence I've read in years. But thankfully, the receiver knew that and actually made an example. And here's the example the receiver used, which will be super clear. So let's say the month's gross revenue is $2 million. All right. So let's say like the, the gin place makes $2 million. So what's 2% of that? That's $40,000. Okay, so $40,000 is 2% of that. They're saying you will receive 1% of that 2%. And so what is 1% of $40,000? Mm-hmm. $400. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, it's almost exactly what you were saying. <laughs> give me $100 and I'll give you $4 back. <laughs> $400. You gotta be shitting me. And they raked in the money for this shit, dude. In 2010 and 2011, in 2010, they made $5.35 million across 107 members. And then in 2011, they made $7.2 million, getting 96 members, each paying $75,000. I mean, so much money. And by the way, none of the stuff I've even talked about includes the natural cures revenue, the diet book revenue. We're talking many, many millions more. So much more money. The live ticket sales for the international pool competition. (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. All the arenas that that sold out. (laughs) I was really tempted to just have this entire episode be just a replay of the International Poker Tour Tournament. <laughs> it's amazing. And so, listen, I could go through this entire report. There is just count after count after count of showing how Trudeau and Babenko, his wife, pillaged this company with their money. And he says he doesn't have any money. That's all full of shit. It's all full of shit. And any multi-level marketing company, and I'm going to say any, because you better prove to me that there's one that's not a fraud at this point, is only going to benefit a few people at the top. The rest of you are going to be hosed, trying to recruit your friends and family, just like Linnea did when she tried to get her mom on board. (laughs) But there's so much more to this guy that we can't, we don't even have the time to cover. If he only didn't tell people that it was easy to have a colonic every other day, he could have still been raking in the dough. Nothing would have stopped him. It's like, it's still as ridiculous as the first time I've heard it. Yeah, it really is. Like, just get a colonic every day. Like, it's it's so insane. Well, let's be fair. Every other day, Justin. Oh, yeah. I don't don't want to exaggerate. Now now I'm just being ridiculous. (laughs) Now you're being ridiculous. 
I don't know. I think we're just, I think frankly, we're just, as a society, we're way too easy on guys like this. You know, I don't know. There's just so much here with this guy that he's such a piece of shit. So I want to get some context on this and where Kevin Trudeau fits into the grand scheme of fraudsters from the 19th to 20th century here. Ed Ballison is a history professor at Duke University, and he recently published a book called Fraud, an American History from Barnum to Madoff. And I want to know if we're just all fucked in society. (laughs) fascinated by Kevin Trudeau. <laughs> and one of the things one of the things I would say about him is that um, he has predecessors. He has precursors. Kevin Trudeau shares a lot in common with Glenn Turner, mm. who was also able to sell just about anything in the 1970s and uh, who was an incredible motivational speaker and got into multi-level marketing. You know, so there's the question of whether you're deceiving people about any given product. But then there are all kinds of other layers where you can deceive people. There can be, oh, if you want to sell this product, gosh, you can make this much money doing it. Right. Without divulging that almost nobody makes that much money doing it. That it's a very small number of people who make that much money. And that also actually a lot of people lose money. They don't just spend a lot of time and may earn little money. They actually lose money doing this. There's risk involved. You know, so so the levels of potential diversion or entry into deceptive practices goes beyond the question of whether the good or service that you're engaged in is is legitimate or not. Kevin Trudeau is an awful lot like Edgar Lewis. Mm. This is a guy who, who did have more of an education than Trudeau. He went to Trinity College, did very well there in Hartford in the late 19th century then decided he was going to become a salesman. He started selling pesticides door to door in the American South. And he turned out he was fantastic at it. Were all of those things he was selling legitimate? Some were, some weren't. How was he characterizing what they would do? And like Trudeau, he branched into all kinds of things. He realized there were, you know, he, he would see an opportunity. He would seize it. He was just, he wasn't just a reader of human nature. He was a reader of the marketplace. He could, really assess effectively where there was a resonance with the American public. So in his case, you know, he's taken advantage of the emergence of mass marketed magazines. So this is an era before television, obviously it's before radio, but cheap print was a crucial development in communications. And he saw the potential there. He, he ends up moving into women's magazines and he develops a, a rural women's magazine which in many ways was like the National Enquirer. It's filled with gossip. It's filled with outlandish products that you can buy through the mails. And he builds up this massive circulation for it. So he's got, he's got people who, who think highly of him all over the country. And then he looks for other possibilities. He realizes there's this massive rural population, even as the country's industrializing and urbanizing. Hey, they don't have banking facilities. I'm going to create a postal bank. And he's doing that just at the same time that the United States Postal Service is setting up its own forms of postal banking. And he's, everything he does is by mail. So he is in competition with the post office. And that pr- creates some incentives for the post office to look at them sideways because they're also a regulatory agency. And they were the crucial monitor and enforcer against mail fraud, which was a huge problem in that time of the country. So, you know, they go after him 
And what does he do? He he builds up political friends. He 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 donates to to candidates and and members of Congress on you know both parties. He gets legal representation from some of the best lawyers in the country. He blasts the post office and the financial elite in whatever form he can. His his magazines. He writes books about this. He takes on the the position of the person who's persecuted. All of which solidifies his um, standing with the people who are connected to him and believe in him. He starts a university. He, he thinks, oh, you know, here's another opportunity. I'm going to do a this distance university. This is so amazing. And he starts it in a part of St. Louis that is now where Washington University in St. Louis is. If you go there, you'll see, you'll see a structure that's still his bank. You'll see two lions that, you know, are the other side of a boulevard that goes right by the university. This is all Edgar Lewis. Is everything that he does illegitimate? Actually, a lot of what he does is completely legitimate and it's innovative. But he's constantly also selling it with so much enthusiasm that, that tips over into lies um, that the boundary is always murky with him. And, and his response to the legal authority, so here's where he's just Kevin Trudeau again, is complete and utter defiance. <laughs> so there's no deference. There's no recognition of authority. There's just fight every step of the way and evasion every step of the way. So let me compare this to somebody else. Nobody knows Edgar Lewis unless you live in this in University City outside St. Louis, right? Yeah, he inspired Nelly growing up. I'm told. Nelly is a big Edgar Lewis fan. Nobody knows him anymore, right? But I bet you know the name Richard Sears. Yeah, for sure. Okay, so Richard Sears did a lot of the same things that Edgar Lewis did, not as badly, but he also ran afoul of the post office in the in the 1890s. Lewis, it came a little later, it came in the early 1900s. In 1896, Richard Sears was a week away from his business going into oblivion because he got a fraud order from the, just the same way Lewis did later from the post office. And a fraud order says, you can't receive mail, you can't send it. So you tell me how you're gonna do a mail order business under a fraud order. Sears responded very differently. He got every banker who knew him, every one of his suppliers, anyone who, was, who had standing in particularly Chicago, but elsewhere as well, uh, Minneapolis. And he sent forward testimonials. He got on the train and went to DC to meet with the authorities in Washington and he reached a settlement. Uh, and then he changed aspects of his business. You know, he was engaged in lotteries. He would sell you, you know, he would tell you if you buy X, Y, or Z, we're gonna send you a free piano. Oh. And it would be a tiny little toy piano <laughs> like that. I think that's happened to me on eBay a few times. I think it's <laughs> or or he would, you know, he would not he, you would order something and he wouldn't have it in stock. So he'd send you something different. He'd tell you that the hundredth person from West Virginia who ordered something was going to receive a prize, which was technically a lottery and was illegal at the time. You know, full of bombast and enthusiasm. He toned it down just enough to stay on the right side of the authorities. OK, now. If he doesn't do that, you don't know, you've never heard of Sears Roebuck. 
It's weird to hear Sears and bombast in the same sentence. <laughs> yeah. It's like, <laughs> it's, it's not exactly the most stylish store anymore for the ones that are left. <laughs> it's the you know? last thing we ever thought of Sears ever being. But this is what's so interesting is that Sears has gone through these ebbs and flows. So, you know, you want to buy alcohol where it's illegal, where you live, just do it through the Sears catalog in, in 1905. <laughs> and it's just called patent medicine. Yeah. Wow. Right. But, but then by, you know, Sears actually pulls out of the business. And once the professionals come in, by 1915, Sears isn't selling patent medicines anymore. You now have a federal trade commission that's, that's looking at it all the time. And it's, it's become the paragon of commercial virtue, so much so that they're now sending all the things they sell out to laboratories to get them tested, to make sure that all the claims are completely on the up and up. And so they become, you know, the sort of uh, very upright establishment business all the way through the 60s. And then they start getting competition from Kmart and others. And their, you know, their sales practices start getting dodgy again. So there's this ebb and flow that really points to the contingency around what's legitimate business and what isn't. So this is a long way of circling back to your, your question. A lot of times it's easy to tell the difference and a lot of times it's murky. And you didn't have to do any work for it. What if it was seven or 8,000? Or imagine 10,000 a month. Imagine 15,000. Dream just for a little bit. What would your life be like if that check was $20,000 a month? coming in month after month after month, and you didn't have to work for it. All right, ladies and gentlemen, that was amazing. I think we could have done dozens of episodes on Kevin Trudeau, and we'll probably be back with more episodes on Kevin Trudeau. Even in this episode, I had to leave a lot on the cutting room floor so that you guys weren't listening to our voices for another two hours on this episode. So um, you could thank me later. Uh, Justin, what did you think of this whole Kevin Trudeau thing? What was it leaving you with? I mean, I have a lot of emotions about all of this, man. Uh, it's, it's this. I mean, it's just... This guy has hustled everything. You know what I mean? It's not even like one hustle. Very expansive. Yeah. Like yeah. super. He tried to hustle motivational speaking. He tried to hustle pool. He tried to hustle uh, coral calcium. He tried to hustle colonics. He tried to hustle uh, yeah. Trump. He tried to hustle. Like, I, I just, this guy, like, this guy should probably uh, be locked away forever because he's a threat. Like, this guy can't stop. This guy really can't stop. He, I, I still, I think, I think he, Trump is going to pardon him, although Trump may be too busy pardoning his family or whatever that he's planning on doing. But I mean, this guy's going to get out very soon and he's going to get right back to his whole network marketing thing. And so, I don't know. I still got like a bad colonic taste in my mouth right now from all this stuff. So I don't really know where to go from here. I just like it that we managed to have a restraint to not make a gin and juice joke. Yeah, that's good. <laughs> Yeah. This whole time. There's one thing about Kevin Trudeau is that his mind is on his money and his money is on his mind. <laughs> that is for sure. <laughs> All right, ladies and gentlemen, big thanks to Hazel Bryan, our producer, Emily Fusco on research. As always, a big thanks to our wonderful editor, Marie Anderson. Double big thanks to Cosmic Connie, who is a big source uh, and a wealth of information. Uh, keep fighting the good fight, Connie. And this has been a production of Last Podcast Network and Zero Cool Media. 
I want to give a shout out to Matthew at Pasta Luis and Park Slope. Thank you for a great birthday brunch, my man. You were super cool about it. Stay connected this winter with this unbeatable deal from BreezeLine. Get reliable, fiber-powered internet for just $19.99 per month with all-in pricing for two years. But that's not all. Your first month is on us. This deal gets better with a free modem and installation along with free Wi-Fi your way whole home coverage. Safeguard your network from cyber threats and keep all your devices connected and secured with this amazing offer. Act now. Terms and conditions apply. Offer expires March 3rd, 2024. Learn more at BreezeLine.com. For years, I just dreaded going to the dentist. But at Advanced Dentistry, I don't have to. First and foremost, they want you to feel comfortable when you walk in, like you'll feel it. Whereas in the past, I might have gone into the dentist and thinking, I might feel some pain at some point. But with IV sedation, it can be something that you don't dread. If you've been avoiding the dentist because of fear, worry, or just not wanting to be judged, you're not alone. Visit nofeardentist.com to learn how IV sedation can change your life.